Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. It's not medical marijuana, it's CBD. And if you're into health magazines and journals, you already know the reported health benefits of CBD can be very compelling. And listen, I'm old, I'm 48, I need to feel better, so I use the salve on my body. And best thing about CBD products is I can trust, I don't trust anybody, but I trust CBD. CBD is the potent compound extracted from the hemp version of cannabis. There's no high, it's legal, and you don't need a script when you buy from the source I trust, cbdistillery.com. Where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, cbdistillery.com are the experts. If you're into health, you'd be wise to visit cbdistillery.com. Do your research and see what CBD can do for you. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter BUSTED for 20% off. Again, enter BUSTED for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. This is the BUSTED Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the BUSTED Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I, oh boy, you're going to love this, the saga of Seth Rollins. You're supposed to call into today's show. Couldn't because of a skunk. I know it sounds crazy, but we'll explain on today's episode. Speaking of Seth Rollins, you all know that he had some comments about Kenny Omega. Well, good old JR, Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, had some comments about Seth Rollins because of those comments. Mark and I get into that. And also we get into some comments from Kane Velasquez and Rey Mysterio from our show yesterday with Bully Ray. We get Mark's take. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. All right, so let me get this straight. So it's a Falls Count Anywhere feel Friday. Good. A Feel Good Friday. A Freak Me Friday. Freak me. You know, I know you like to get a little thicker. It's a full Friday. It's a no food Friday no for you. No food. Ugh. You know what uh, else it is, though? You know what else today what, 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 is? Uh-oh. It's a burn it down Friday. Ooh. Because you know why? And roughly 12 minutes from now, your universal champion, Seth Rollins, is going to join Busted Open. Now, those who are on social media are all in an uproar because, oh, my God, Seth Rollins is going to join Busted Open after everything that Dave has said about Seth Rollins, he's actually going to be on the show? Yes. Seth Rollins is going to be on today's show on a feel-good, full, no-food, freak-me, falls-count-anywhere Friday. Seth Rollins is going to do make short work of you, Dave. What do you mean? I, I'm, I will be careful. I mean, this is a guy that slayed the beast, and you've Twice. been very critical. You've been very critical. So wait a second. I, I can't say that you've been moderately critical. I would have to say that you have been major, majorly critical. 
And I think that he's going to be ready to defend himself, and not only to you but the nation. And we'll come out of this thinking, you know what? That Seth Rollins is on the right path. I, I truly believe it. Well, I mean, a couple of things. We had Kane, and we're going to this a little later. We had Kane Velasquez on the show yesterday with Rey Mysterio. And, like, some people on social media is like, ah, oh, come on, why didn't you hammer him? Right off the bat, the first thing I said to Kane was that, you know, watching that debut episode of SmackDown on Fox and you came down that entrance ramp at the end of the show, I was upset. Hey, this is a big day for pro wrestling. This is a big day for the WWE. And here comes the MMA fighter. But then when I found out that he had signed a long-term deal with the WWE, it kind of changed my tune a little bit. But that was the first thing I brought up with Kane Velasquez. And actually, during the during the break, Kane actually said to me that, you know, people like you motivate me and are going to bring out the monster in me. That's great. Yeah. What I'm trying to do with Seth is the same thing. Listen, I have been very, very critical of Seth Rollins. There's no doubt about it. Listen, I've praised Seth Rollins in the ring. What I've been critical of Seth Rollins is about is on the microphone, garnering that emotion from the fans. I want to see the monster come out of Seth Rollins. That's all. Have I been open about and, it? And there's nothing wrong with I that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's that. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, as I always do, I talk about what I've seen on the shows the night before. And what I've seen Seth Rollins on the mic. Again, nothing in the ring. Guy's tremendous in the ring. But Seth Rollins on the microphone has not garnered any emotions from me whatsoever. When he takes a microphone after being dragged to hell and he's like, hey, he's got a big smile on his face because I'm in Denver and because it's draft day, that's, that, there's a disconnect. Well, that's and that's it. the communication that I had with Seth yesterday was Dave has been hypercritical, as you know. And he said, yes, I do. Uh, but also, it's because of you smiling yeah. and you being happy after what happened at Hell in the Cell. And he said, you know what, man? He's like, I'm a happy person. He said, I survived. I should be happy in defense. And you know what, Dave? I, I can see it from his side. Like, man, you know, you escape the teeth of the lion, you kind of wipe your brow and go, man, I made it out. And I, I mean, I can see that. But your problem is you feel like he should be angry. He should want retribution. Yes. That he should try his best to find him and end him. Exactly. Well, maybe not end him. That was pretty strong. Find him and kick his ass well, for he, what he put him through. Exactly. That I, I want to hear that from Seth Rollins. If somebody does me wrong, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to be pissed off about it. Until you get your just due. Exactly. That's when I can put a smile on my face. So we, But he knows well, okay, okay. that you've been critical. And He better know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you scared me a little bit. I, I, I flinched. I don't like scary stuff, Dave. <laughs> so I'm interested when Seth Rollins calls in. It should be uh should be an interesting spot with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And listen, here's the other thing too, Mark, and you know me, not not only as a host, but you know me as a person. I'm not gonna be disrespectful to Seth Rollins. He's a guest on yeah, the course, show. I'm not gonna like, you know, just completely rip him the shreds, but I think I need to 
as a host of this show, with all the stuff that I've said about him over the last few weeks. Be honest. I have to be honest how I feel. Said. Yes. Because if you don't own up to it, you know the nation is going to attack. Oh, they're going to kill. They're going to kill me either They're going to be like, Dave, you were tame. Where was your rant? When, when, where, you know, they're going to give you the business. And I, I, don't, I don't want you to hold back. I want you to be able to say what you – say it with your chest, Dave. Kevin Hart stole my tagline. I'm going to steal his. Say it with your chest. All right. I can't say- kick my ass. He's like 5'2". <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he had a serious car wreck and his back is hurt. And, you know, I don't want to make his fans angry thinking I'm insensitive. I actually feel really bad for Kevin Hart. I hope he heals up real well. See, you can't even be angry at anybody. You're just too nice of a guy. You're just, you're so, Dave, you're such respectful. a, you're a sweetheart. You are a super nice guy. Super nice. Dave, not a lot of confidence from the uh, Busted Open Nation this morning that you're going to be able to withstand right, with right, the wrath. Let me hear some Rollins. of the comments. Let me hear some of the comments, Alex. Uh, first of all, Dave in, Dave in South Florida checks him. Hope, oh, all right. Hope Skip, Dave. no, wait. Don't, don't read Dave from South <laughs> Skip oh, Dave from South Florida. Okay. Give me another one. Uh, Mike. Dave from South Florida. You're going to start with Dave from South Florida. You're shitting me right now. Give me another one. Uh, Mike checks in, says, Seth is going to kill Dave. The Busted Open studio is going to be burned down like the Firefly Funhouse. Hashtag burn it down. Well, he's actually going to be on the that phone. That sounds like a fan. You don't, yeah. That's, that sounds like a Seth Rollins Burn it fan. down. Burn it down. Buy the t-shirt. Uh, Austin says, I don't want to hear any bullshit, Dave. You've been talking a lot of shit. Better keep it real. <laughs> that sounds good. I do talk a lot of shit. Austin's right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about tic-tac. that. Tic-tac. <laughs> Dave's talk so much shit, he needs a tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> What else you got? Uh, and this guy says, sitting in my truck waiting for today's show. If LaGreca bitches out, I will be so disappointed. Hashtag shoulder slumper. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I've I've mentioned the shoulder slump many times when Seth Rollins grabs the microphone. I'm in a pit. I got to admit, I'm in a pickle. Listen, I, I, I need to be respectful to a guest, but at the same time, there's a lot that I have to say to say. He's also the universal champion. There's a bit of uh, respect that comes with that as well, well that needs yeah. to be shown. The Spe- WWE speaking of uh, pickles, yeah. um, you know, I always have to bring it back to food. Last night, we had fried pickles. Oh, yeah, we did. They were so good, man. Love fried pickles. And not just any kind of fried pickle. It was like a cornmeal, flavored cornmeal flour battered <laughs> coating. Oh, yes, I like it. It was. Do you dip anything to, into it? What do you dip they in? They gave had, you a little homemade ranch. They had like this homemade ranch. And it had like a little smoked paprika in it. Mm. It was spicy. Do you think like after this interview, Seth and I are going to be having like some fried uh, pickles together? No, no, probably not, right? <laughs> probably. probably not. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is you're going to be looking over your show at every wrestling event that we go to for the WWE because you might think that Seth is going to come and curb stomp you. <laughs> no, it's not going to be like that. You think once the interview's over, he's going to want to physically hurt me? I don't think so. He's a good dude, and uh, there's been a lot of interesting things said on social media yeah and all of it is positive though so i mean i kind of think that you're in the minority you think with the way i think about seth i'm in the minority here yeah. i don't know about that 
We I have think, to ask the nation. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of like lately. And this is where it's interesting too, Mark, because obviously all my criticism has been on Seth. And Bully's been like, I mean, Bully fires right back. I mean, it says Seth has nothing to do with this. This is creative. This is what's given to him. So I'm I'm interested to hear, like, is it Seth? Is it creative? Is it a combination of the two? Because Bully flat out said that I'm crazy if I think this is actually what Seth wants to say on TV. I'm sure he wants to be more emotional. I'm sure he wants to be more angry. But you know what? I could take the Cliff Notes version. Tell me the gist and let me say what I say the way that I say it and how I, I want to portray it. And I think that that's what maybe Bully is wanting to see happen. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for him. He's not here. But if, in my opinion, I'm not upset with Seth getting the crowd fired up and wanting to be one of them. And he, he's a he's a guy that, that enlists this this energy from the crowd like Mick Foley did. And Mick was the master of the cheap pop. Seth yeah. is not trying to get the cheap pop. He's just saying, look, I'm one of you guys. And you you would rather him not think about the crowd just do him is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Mark, let's let's Mark, you're a Hall of Famer for crying out loud. You're the best example of somebody I should talk to. If you're having a feud with somebody and that person got the best of you, not only got the best of you in a match, but physically tried to do damage to you, going well beyond just a match and a a, a competitive contest. He's actually trying to physically hurt you, right? The next time somebody interviews interviews you, are you going to be happy, smile, and say, boy, it's great, it's great to be here in New York City? No, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to be angry. You want your revenge. This guy tried to drag you to hell for crying out loud. Wow. It's, am I wrong? I, I, okay. Or, or I, I'm picking up what you put if you're, if you're going to smile, if you're Charlie Caruso, you gotta, your, your, question should be, your question should be, why are you smiling? Why are you happy? Uh-oh. Breaking news. What's that? Oh man, I'm I'm reading this text. Uh, Seth flight got delayed, so he will not be able to come on. Um, right now he's sitting on the plane, so we're gonna have to wait for him to land. And I just I just text him back. That we're on for three hours. Just mm. call us when you land. So wait a second. So nine fifteen, he is unavailable. Yes, unavailable at nine fifteen. We just gotta wait till he lands. Dave, your reaction to that? What? Wait, what is that? Hey, he's trying to stir the pot. I know. Stirring I'm, the pot. Just directing exactly. it back. I'm just directing, it back. No, I'm just directing it back. It's stirring the pot. He's stirring the pot. He wants me to start getting pissed off and angry. So I say something that's gonna be like foot in mouth. He wants me to say something in anger and frustration that you can now throw back at Seth Rollins later on when he calls. Oh, it. like I need any more of that? I've got well, the last. It's not my fault that the man's afraid to come on the show. Oh my that's not, That's my fault. I got enough tape from the last three Listen, weeks I've if I really want to do that. I've been on a thousand flights that got delayed, 
and I've spent the night in airports before, for Christ's sake. Like, relax. When he gets, when he lands, he's going to call. It's what it is. It's, it happens. It's universal champion for crying out loud. They don't have a private jet for your universal champion? Well, who do you think he is? Rick does, this doesn't happen to Becky. Wow. Wow, Dave. That's. We're going to get you some help. <laughs> Dave, I'm not trying to stir the pot, but I have a little bit more information on this. Would you like to hear what Seth is this had break, to say? Is this breaking it's news? It's not necessarily breaking news, but Seth has tweeted about the reason for his flight not being delayed. Right, let's hear it. You want to hear what this yeah, had to say? said, my flight has been delayed, guys. You need to know this because the reason for the delay is that another plane hit and killed, wait for it, a skunk. And the permeating smell caused our pilot to take our plane back to the gate. Said pilot is now intensely deliberating about the next steps to take. I cannot make this nonsense up. Poor skunk. You know what, Mark? Wow. That's, excuse the pun. That smells like bullshit. <laughs> That's, the plane it hit like a skunk. skunk. The plane hit a skunk. On not the, the, the another the plane. Another not the plane that he's on. Another plane hit a skunk. So now the flight, his flight's delayed because another plane hit a skunk. And oh yeah, by the way, when you hit a skunk, and I'm sure everybody at one point or another has either hit a skunk or drove by a dead skunk. And so what? Do you now pull over if you're driving down the highway and you smell a skunk? Do you pull over and say, "I can't drive anymore"? It smells. <laughs> Like, I, I can't, how am I supposed, I, you actually want me to put my foot on the gas when there's this kind of smell in the air? No, I'm pulling over, and I'm going to wait, I'm going to pull over to the side of the road, Dave, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull over, I'm going to pull over to the side of the road, You're and wait till the smell is gone. You are a passenger in this, in this It's a plane. fucking plane, it has propellers, it blows the stink away. It's a jet, it doesn't have propellers. What year is this? Get the propellers. To, you, 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 air, airports don't have a big fan. They put a big fan on the runway. <laughs> the, what is the the pilot? Is his, is his, his eyes tearing? I I I can't I can't fly this plane. My eyes are tearing because it smells so bad. I got tears in my eyes. I can't fly. You expect me to fly this plane with this kind of smell on the runway? Come on, that's bullshit. The guy's bullshitting. He's the universal champion. He's a great in-ring worker, and he's a liar. Because there's no way that story's Dang. true. There's no way. I've never heard there's that. No plane is delayed because another plane hit a skunk. And it smells too bad for the actual pilot to fly the plane. So what if it's just not the fact that there's a smell, but there's a cleanup on aisle nine? From I mean, a skunk? It hit a skunk. You know what you do? What are you going to have? You get a shovel. Hello. Skunk gone. <laughs> but there might be innards and blood and stuff all over the runway, so they have to, like, clean it up. What if another plane Then, you know what? You get a shovel and a mop and clean it up. You know what you do if you're the pilot? Can I? You know what you do? Put you get some a, dirt on. You get a clothespin. Put on your nose. Well, you know what's a good way to get away <laughs> from something that smells? Fly away. Yes, you're in a plane. You have the best seat of anybody. How about the poor people that actually have to work on the runway? What do they do? Wow. You're in a fucking plane. Fly away. Fly away from the smell. <laughs> and guess what? I guarantee you, within I don't know, thirty seconds, you won't smell it anymore. It will be gone.
Wow. I can imagine the PA, somebody coming over to PA and say, excuse me, I know we're supposed to be flying now, but uh, plane's delayed because we hit a skunk. I like how you put your hand up a, like, excuse like you me, the a skunk. Another plane hit a skunk on the runway. So we're going to be delayed, I don't know, three hours until Busted Open is over? Give <laughs> me a break. They sit back down and I got to take them all. I need water. Do you know what the worst sound in the world is? It's your alarm clock if you haven't gotten enough sleep. No matter how much you love that song on your phone, when it wakes you up in the morning, you just want it to stop. And I know when I hear my alarm, it's the busted open theme. When I hear that at 4.45 in the morning, I want to break my phone. I need more sleep to do the best show possible on busted open. Now imagine this scenario. The surface temperature of your bed gradually adjusts to wake you up gently and naturally without the sound of the alarm. Imagine now waking up rested and alert. Not science fiction. This is the new pod by 8sleep. The pod by 8sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. And there's a reason why Time Magazine calls 8 one of the best inventions of last year. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed and no more alarm clocks. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com busted. $150 off and free shipping at E-I-G-H-T sleep.com busted. 8sleep.com busted. Now that I'm no longer a talk show host, Mark, I'm now a um, legitimate reporter, journalistic person. I do have to report one of my my first ever report. We lost Pepe Le Pew this morning, roughly at 9.15, the time when Seth Rollins was supposed to call in to bust it open. Pepe Le Pew found dead on a runway. Mm. Flights delayed. So if you're looking Hit to fly. And killed. Yeah, gone. He's gone. No, there's. He was hitting kill. Dead. Dead on spot. And if anyone wants to fly today, unfortunately, your flight will be delayed because memorial surface services at every airport in the United States and in France for Pepe Le Pew. So, again, rest in peace. One of the all-time skunks. Mount Rushmore skunk. Like, you don't even have... Like, it's just one head on the Mount Rushmore of skunks. It's just Pepe... <laughs> it's, just, it's just Pepe Le We always have that discussion about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. There's just one skunk. It's just... It, it's... it's He's a one-man... One That's it. It's skunk more. A, it's just Pepe Le one-skunk show. Yep. Mm -hmm. Funny. Bless his heart. Loving. An entertainer. Oh, God. See, boy, singer. Amazing. So we lost him. A poet. So. Oh. Too high, bonjour, mon chéri. I love you. I will take you to the Casbah. I used to love Pepe. Oh, oh man. Everybody, no, I think everybody at some point today. today. Yeah, man, everybody at some point today, please go to YouTube and check out some of the great memories and moments of the greatest skunk of all time, 
Pepe Le Pew. It's a, and it's sad too. My first ever report's a sad one. I'm not it's a passing. I, I was hoping my first report would be something happy. But my first report is about a passing of celebrity skunk Pepe Le Pew. And now Seth Rollins, unable to fly, they call it to busted opens for comeuppance, if you will. Are you ready to get back to the busted open nation, Mark? I am. All right, let's go out to Nikki in Phoenix, Arizona. Nikki, what's going on? So here's my thought process. Um, did Ramblin' Rabbit smell as bad as that skunk? Oh, oh we forgot about Ramblin' Rabbit was a skunk. No, Ramblin' Rabbit was a rabbit. Was a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I- I'm still food drunk. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yep. if if Seth shows up, which mm. I don't think he will, but if he shows up, if, Dave, you can't let him try to mind fuck you because he'll oh. try to mind fuck you. No, he's not. Listen, Nikki. Here's the thing, Nikki. I still have to be respectful. I don't hate. Here's the thing, Nikki, and thanks so much for the phone call. Here's the thing. I don't hate Seth Rollins. Like people, like people are tweeting to Seth that I hate him. Have I ever said that I hate Seth Rollins, Mark? No. Have I said continuously on the show that I love Seth Rollins in the ring? Yes, you have. The only thing I don't like about Seth Rollins is I don't have that connection with Seth Rollins because on the microphone, he's too happy. I want some emotion from him so I could be emotionally invested in Seth Rollins. I don't hate Seth Rollins. I don't even know the man. I never shook, shook hands with Seth Rollins. I never had a beer with Seth Rollins. I've never watched. So you can't really cast a, like a judgment on him. You just want to see him be more angry. Yes, more emotional. Entering. Yeah. Yes, and 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 also too, I just I'm just opinionated of the work that I've seen from Seth Rollins. I'm not, this is not a slight on him as a man. Though, I mean, a 915, you're supposed to call in, and the excuse you're giving me is that another plane hit a skunk. little suspect to me, Mark Henry. A little suspect to me. Let's go out to Doug in Florida. What's going on, Doug? Uh, good morning. First of all, uh, rest in peace, Pepe Le Pew. I, I haven't felt like this since Bambi's mom died. That was, now funny. that maybe Listen, when Bambi's mom died, I legitimately cried. I'm not going to shed tears for Pepe Le Pew, but it is a great loss. Well, we have to be strong for his family. That's true. <laughs> Prayers and thoughts. Um, first time I've called, I've interacted with you guys online a bit. I'm always working and I listen on demand, but I literally changed my schedule so that I could listen to this live. Um, Mark, I think the nation agrees with David on this. Um, Seth has kind of taken a heel turn with the fans for a lot of different reasons. And the main one is, is I'll give you this. Samoa Joe, just using him as an example, he gets scripts just like Seth gets scripts. But I believe Joe when he says it. So either he is going back to creative and saying, look, we need to change it, or he's making himself believe it so that we believe. Because when I listen to Seth, I just don't feel it. I don't believe what he's saying. And then take that with the problems he's had on social media and some of the comments he's made. Either this is a very intelligent heel turn or he's just not pushing through with the fans, and I'll let you guys discuss it. Thank you. All right, thanks for the phone call, Doug. Hey, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe, you know what? 
I'm saying that Seth Rollins isn't garnering any emotions. I guess he is. If people are that upset that they're tweeting about it and that I'm that upset that I'm yelling and screaming every day, almost having a heart attack on the air because of it, I guess that's garnering some emotions, Mark. That is. That's definitely, it sounds like emotions to me. And it also feels like um, you care about what you watch. Yes. When it relates to pro wrestling. And the last thing that you want to be is misrepresent or uh, you you don't want misrepresentation of pro wrestling. I want I wanted there to be some violence. Yeah. I want to see somebody get beat up. But I, I the story is more important to me than the actual violence. I I want to see it play out. And we haven't been allowed to see it finish. Like Bray Wyatt is not the fiend. The fiend is not Bray Wyatt. They're two independent people or entities. And I think that when Seth attacked Bray Wyatt, he attacked the wrong person. I think that he should have gone after the fiend. And where do you find the fiend? I mean, he found he the Firefly Funhouse. He found the fire. Seth found the Firefly Funhouse because so he burnt it down. In him. He's got a little Batman. A little bit or a really good GPS. One of the two. But here's the thing, Mark. And I'm going to go back to, I guess it was WrestleMania 34 when you first started working with us and we, you were on Radio Row. And we did an interview with Paul Heyman, which you can find on YouTube, which is extremely entertaining. But when we talked about, he brought you up specifically in the interview that we were doing. And the reason that he brought you up and he was talking about you going into the Hall of Fame and he was given the reasons why. And the big reason he said it was about how you can take the audience on an emotional roller coaster ride. You had the talent, Mark, to make people laugh. You had the talent to make people cry. You hooked us with your whole... Uh, retirement speech. You know why you were able to do that, Mark? Because you were emotional. When you took that microphone in that retirement speech, you were crying. So you got the audience to cry with you. And then you turned. And all that emotion that you had turned to hate and anger. So what did the audience in that arena do? They got angry at you. And they hated you. That's that's a true talent, Mark. Like that's 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 the reason Paul Heyman is right. That's the reason why you're in the Hall of Fame because you're able to do that. You're able to do this, uh, do that on the show. You garner emotion. Seth Rollins and his promos does not garner emotion. If I'm hooked in your in the storyline, the storyline that you're describing, and you're coming on the microphone, and you're laughing. And you're talking about being in Denver and how happy you are. If you're not emotionally invested in it, then how, you're not. Then I'm not. Okay. You you had that talent. You had the talent to be the biggest baby face on the roster, and you had the talent to be the biggest heel on the roster. Why? Because you got people emotionally invested in you. They what? You know I'm a solutions guy. Yes. I, I wanna I wanna fix things when it when it's uh, and for lack of a better term, gone to shit. How do you fix it? Like what do you say 
that can rectify the situation, that can get Seth to see your side of the the coin. I'm waiting, and Alex Metz will tell you this, because I I hear. I'm curious. It. I'm curious. Yeah. To see what you what you would say. What would be the first opening statement? Directed his way. I want. I. I want. I want. I want as a fan to be emotionally invested in you. I wish when you took that microphone and you have that opportunity to speak to the fans that you're emotionally invested as well. Because I don't hear that from you. I hear a champion that's smiling, a champion that's happy, when you have no reason to be smiling and to be happy. And if there is a reason then tell us what the reason is. It can't be because we're in Denver and it's draft day. You but want it us was. to but that's true. But if you if you want us to be emotionally invested in the story that you're telling on TV, then you have to garner those emotions when you get to speak to the fans. You are able to do it, Mark. So you would you would have rather him came to the ring, took the microphone, they bring the music down, look directly into the camera. And say, you know what, guys, I would really like to stand on the top rope, wave to everybody, say how happy I am to be in Denver, to say how happy I am to be here to talk about the draft. But I can't do that. Because just a couple of days ago, if not a day ago, I was brutally attacked and accosted. I defended myself. I tried to beat the fiend, but everything I did wouldn't work. And I lost it. I lost it. But that being said, I still don't feel justified. The fiend owes me blood, and I'm going to get it if it's the last thing I do. And I think that he should have left and let people stew in the fact that he walked off angry. And I believe it. I, I, I'm, I see it. Yeah. I, I'm seeing it your way. But that's sometimes what you have to do in the moment. And I have, I've faced the consequences where it's like, that's not, that's not what was supposed to be said. But it takes a life of its own, and it's already out there. And now yeah, but but here's it. the thing, Mark, and I know we, we, we got to get to a break, but really quick, just after hearing what you just said, you got lost in it. You know why? Because you're emotionally invested in it. You know, with my rants when I'm yelling and screaming, why do I go yelling and screaming? And I, I even sometimes forget what I say, and Alex has to remind me what I said because I get emotionally invested in it. Ever wonder where your family comes from? I know for myself, I'm always wondering the foundation of the LaGreca name, the foundation of where Dave LaGreca came from. Where? I know I'm Italian, but exactly what town, what region? I need to know those things. You could discover more about them and learn about your story by combining the Ancestry DNA test with billions of historical family records. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. 
Ancestry connects you to the places in the world where your story started using precise geographic detail and clear-cut historical insights. You can even trace your ancestors' journey over time, following how and why your family moved from place to place. And to amplify your results, you could start a free trial on Ancestry and build a tree so your ancestors become more than just a name. It's so easy to get started. We all need to know where we come from. We need to know our history, and we can finally do that with Ancestry DNA. I mean, maybe one day I can come on Busted Open and tell you the whole family history of Dave LaGreca. Go to Ancestry.com slash podcast today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com slash podcast for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com slash podcast. Mark, I got to be honest, yesterday's show was a lot of fun. Having Kane in here, having Ray, you came in for the third hour of the show. We had, you know, one of my favorites, Tony Schiavone, was in here as well with Bully as my co-host. We had a lot of fun. And Bully asked a really interesting question. It's something that he talked about on the show. And then he brought it up. And Ray and Kane commented on it. And we and Bully talked a lot about how he loved the punches that he threw on Brock. But when it came to those same punches with Shelton Benjamin, you could tell he was holding back. And he was kind of giving Kane Velasquez a pep talk. Hey, like, you know, lay it in, man. Lay, yeah. lay it in. And I will say this about Kane Velasquez. And I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, and obviously you and I talked about it with Ryan McKinnell on that debut episode of our Saturday show, how I was kind of like upset at the fact that it was Kane that they spotlighted at the end of that show. I feel differently now, obviously, because he is now a permanent member of the WWE family. But I didn't know that and didn't know that was going to happen yeah, yeah. in the debut episode. And Kane, like, was understanding. And he says, you know what? People like you that say those things. And then even listening to Bully and really soak. I saw in his eyes that what Bully was saying, he was, he was like a sponge. He was taking it in. Mm-hmm. You could tell that he wants to learn from this, Kane Velasquez. And he says, you guys are creating a monster. Like, you want me to lay it in? I'll lay it in. So I thought those were interesting comments from Kane. And Rey Mysterio even mentioning, like we just heard the, the sound that Gabby played, that they even had a conversation about it after what took place on Friday. What's your thoughts about those comments, Mark? What's your thoughts overall about Kane Velasquez? You know, I, I think just from talking to him yesterday, my advice is to go out there and be more you. Because he can talk. People are like, well, he's kind of stoic and, you know, kind of laid back. Until the fight breaks out. <laughs> and then he kicks your ass. Yeah. And I think that he he should be more boisterous. I do believe that. But you shouldn't want somebody to be more than what we've seen. And he's been a world champion. That's good enough. And as far as laying it in and, and him not, um, I don't think that you should say, hey, go out there and knock people out. But I'm not going to treat anybody differently. I'm not taking a level off because this is a smaller person or I'm not going to, uh, you know, and I I guess and I have put my foot on people's chest rather than grabbing a leg and pinning them. 
I've done some stuff like that, yeah. I'd be sitting here and be a hypocrite if I didn't. But I still think that when it comes down to man-to-man, mano-a-mano, Cain should put the wood to people the same way that he did with Brock on that first night. And if you can't take it, then you need to go and find another line of work. And talking to Kane yesterday, I, I said, you know, sometimes you're in a you're in a you're in a bad spot. You're getting beat. When you get to that point, there's always one thing that you go to. It's the thing that you say, you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I better pull this out. What is that? And he said, the setup jab and the straight right. He said, that's my go-to. It always has been. I don't throw looping haymakers. I want to knock you out. I want to put it right on the button. And that's what I'm going to go to. I said, then you do that. And I'm hoping that that's what we get. That's the guy that we get. And, you know, Brock Lesnar. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Floyd, well, not Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather still number one with a bullet. Yep. But everybody else has been knocked out before, has been has lost a fight. I've lost them. Put myself over one more than I lost. But still you lost. Kane is going to have to relay that message to our fan base I might lose I'm going to lose at some point but it's not going to be because I don't give it my best shot and my best shot is that straight right hand after a lead jab and guys get ready it's coming and when you look at this matchup between Kane and Brock, going from what you're saying, you talk about getting knocked down, getting knocked out. You know, Brock was in that scenario with Kane. You know, he has that scar. WWE did a tremendous job telling everybody about that scar and how he got that scar, and it was from Kane Velasquez. Yeah, but but the one thing about that story, and and this comes from the conversations that we had yesterday. Kane said that he hit him with a knee. And when he came up, he hit him with a right hand. But the cut was already there. Brock was wobbled. But it was the knee that cut him, not the punch. And I thought that was something that was an interesting nugget that, you know, I didn't know. And I didn't know if a lot of other people knew. And um, I sat and talked to our friend Alex Metz yesterday. And I was like, did you know? He was like, no. I didn't know. So a lot of people don't know that it was the knee that cut Brock, not not the punch, but the the punch is what finished him off. And that was becoming that was Brock was actually giving Kane the business, taking him down. And that knee even the odds. <laughs> and then the right hand is the thing that go to. Yep. I got him I got him wobbled. I better finish him. And he did. So Brock I We've we've focused a lot on Kane. I think that Brock knows what Kane is now. He knows. There is no secret. 
what are we going to get out of Brock? You think that Brock didn't study and know and is is ready for this, this next opportunity to take the blemish off his career, off his eye, if you will? So this is this is a buildup that I'm excited about seeing because, like Ray said, what are you holding back for? Like, don't take it easy on nobody because you play like you practice. If he's out there and he's half-assing it, then when he touches Brock, Brock is not going to go half. Brock is full tilt all the time. And I don't want him to come in and his first interaction with Brock be a loss. I think that Kane could be successful in his business. Now, this is interesting to me because, like you're mentioning, you had a conversation. Actually, I actually want to sit down because this is this is really grabbing me. You we you had a conversation with Kane after our interview. Yeah, we had you know Bully and I interviewed him. I thought it was a really good interview. If you missed it, go on demand and listen it or listen to our po- our podcast. You had a long conversation with him in the hallway. Kane's very similar story is very similar to yours. You came from another sport. You came in, you know, you had a reputation. You're a champion, you know, like there's, there's a certain amount of respect that you're probably expecting just based on the fact that you're a name. People know who you are. You're a champion and you're the best at what you were doing. And now you're going into something. So I'm sure for you, even though you're going into a brand new world, I'm sure you're expecting some respect from people as well, knowing what you've done in your past, right? Right, right. But at the same time, you're respectful because you know this is a new venture, and you're kind of looking for somebody to lean on. And you've been very public in saying, when you came, you really didn't have that person to lean on. There was really nobody there. Not at all. That's got to be an extremely awkward and uncomfortable situation for you. Because you're extremely successful. It's, I, I would kind of take that that maybe people in the wrestling business didn't want you to be successful in the wrestling business. Well, it's just like Kane coming out. Yeah. The first time people were like, who is that? I me being one of them. Me being one of them. I don't, I don't, I don't know him. I don't want him. He's not, a, he's not a wrestler. He's not somebody that I know. And that stigma is the wrong course of thinking you you don't know down the road it might came might be the next great thing and why scoff at it before it gets a chance i want i want to see him do well now in speaking with kane and i'm guessing just like with ray mysterio being by his side and he also did a little bit with triple a before coming to the wwe or signing that deal with the wwe i should say I'm guessing Kane has a much different story than you did. I'm sure there are people in the locker room that Kane can rely on and lean on. Yeah. I mean, not just people outside like myself who um, just met him for the first time Mm -hmm. yesterday. He's got Ray Mysterio, who Ray knows him already, knows him well. And there's a respect factor. And and we're a corporation now. We're, We're business. It's not the old uh, territory days where people see somebody come in, oh, shit, he's going to take my job. He's going to take my spot at the top. 
No, that's not the way. That's not the thinking process now. Like everybody thinks now, this guy's going to add to the business. It's going to put more butts in the seats. We're all going to benefit. That's the mentality now, and it's trained. It's a taught process. That didn't exist when I came in. Mm-hmm. So he's fortunate to have that, um, that that that's that feeling in the business, and also a bunch of guys that are fans that know that they can re- they can get in the ring and wrestle around with him and learn some stuff. Like so, it's it's a. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting, just now, to say the least. You say that, and I'm sure it is different. I've heard you and Bull even have conversations that, you know, just the, the atmosphere in pro wrestling is different than it was 20, 25, 30 years ago. I'm sure it is. But we've had conversations, and we even had Sasha Banks on our show. When Ronda came in, there were people that were jealous about Ronda Rousey. Because yeah. you mentioned in the territory system that – a new person would come to the territory, and you're like, oh, shit, this, this person's going to take my spot. Yeah. But we kind of got that same gist from some of the women on the roster when Ronda Rousey came in. And and I guess, in a way, it was true because Ronda Rousey you know, was a main eventer. She deserved it. I think she did a tremendous job. She's box office. But I'm sure there's still those jealous. I'm sure there's people that are looking at Kane that are like, man, I thought I was the next guy up, and now Kane Velasquez is going to take that spot. I'm sure that still happens. It still happens, and people are people. But did Ronda Rousey bring more attention to the women's division and – catapult them into being not only a valuable commodity, but the main event. The biggest thing at WrestleMania. Did she not? She definitely did. I don't think people are crying about it now. When they get those royalty checks and the buy rates checks from WrestleMania, I think they were pretty happy. Thank you, Rhonda. I'm sure that that's what they, that's what you got. I think it's no different with Kane, and I don't think it's any difference with the Gypsy King. These are guys that have followings. They're tough, been world champions, the best on earth at something. It's not no Marvel or DC comic stuff. This is real. He was the best, had the title. And now you're going to bring that in with another guy that's been the best in the world at something, at the same thing that he's been champion at. Not to mention, he's been champion in the WWE and with both titles. I, I, I had another question for you in regards to Cain Velasquez. But – Mark, being here in studio with you, and as you're talking about Kane, and you're talking about Tyson Fury, and you're talking about Ronda Rousey, you're talking about being the best at something. Man, I'm looking at you and your facial. I mean, you're banging the console as you're talking. I can see it in your eye. Can, can you now understand a little bit of my frustration with Seth Rollins? Here you are. You're talking about champions, and you're not even talking about yourself you're talking about other champions, other people that are the best in the world, and you're talking about it with such excitement. 
and such emotion in your voice. I can see it in your eyes, Mark. I don't see that with Seth Rollins. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I see and what this you're is, saying. And this is a guy who beat Brock Lesnar. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's he's got the title. He's got the title. And you talking about other champions, I'm getting more emotion from you than I get from Seth Rollins. I'm a horrible liar because of my emotions. You can see it in my face. If, I'm, if somebody say, are you all right? No, I'm all right. No, you're not all right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And and you have to be transparent. And I think that rather than say, Seth, you should be more emotional, I think you should say, Seth, I want you to be less, uh, more transparent. Let us see what you really think and what you really feel. That's 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 where we are. It's not an attack. I think that is. Some people want to keep the the realness of themselves away from everybody for some reason that they, they enjoy having. I think that people need to know that Seth plays video games, that he's got a fun loving spirit, but he's hyper competitive, but people don't know that. Can we see that? Yes. I, that's what I want to see from Seth Rollins. You know, so it's, I think that this conversation shouldn't so much be, a attack on Seth Rollins. I think it should be uh, a fan that loves him and cares about him saying, hey, man, like, I see this in you, but I want, I want them to see it. It's not so important for me because I'm on the inner. But the outside, I want them to see you the way that I see you. Mark, you took the words... Right out of my mouth. It's not an attack. Y- you took the words right out of my mouth because of this. You just mentioned you're in you're in the circle. See, you know Seth Rollins. So you already know what type of man he is, what kind of competitor he is. So when you he see came him from on nothing, man. He came from nothing to be where he is. I- I'm sure he did. And they and they do a great job with documentaries on the WWE network explaining that. You know his story. You know how hard he works. You know what he puts into every show and every match. You see that because you're in that world. You're in that bubble. I'm not. I'm not in that bubble. The fans that watch Raw every week are not in that bubble. We don't know that. So we're supposed to get emotionally invested in Seth Rollins by what we see on the show. So if you're not, man, Mark, you're garnering these emotions right now talking to me. You're talking just to me. He's got a camera on him talking to millions of people. We need to see it in his eyes. need to see it in his face. It's not so much the words that he says. Man, you just said it. You're a terrible liar. Why? Because people can see it on your face. When I see Seth Rollins, I don't see anything on his face when he's cutting a promo. Hmm. Well, he's going to know. We'll see when he calls in. I, I I think it's going to be a great conversation when he calls in. I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. I think it's going to be a win for the fan. I think it's going to be win for the WWE. But mostly, I think it's going to be a win for Seth Rollins. Because what if Seth Rollins goes out next week or tonight and he's different? He's visibly... 
everything that we said, who wins? We all do. The fans. All Everybody of us. does. And here's the thing, too. This is where social media can be a handicap. Because if I'm doing the show, like say the show, we sign off at 12 o'clock and I go on Twitter to see how fans reacted to today's show. And I see tweets saying, you know, LaGreca, you suck. You stink. You're terrible. I'm going to look at those tweets and I'm just going to move on. But if somebody has a conversation with me, and says, you know what, Dave, I really think you're talented. I like what you have to say, but I wish you would do more of this. I wish you would do more of that. Coach them up. Yeah. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Now, Seth, not able to make it on the show today, but he's been very vocal lately. Mm. Now, if if you – and listen, there's been shots fired between AEW and NXT, AEW and the WWE, even dating back to what was happening at the Hall of Fame when Triple H made the comment about AEW pissant company. Piss company yeah, yeah, so there's been shots. And I know not necessary. Not necessary. We've talked about that because we talked about Kenny Omega's comments about NXT. Yeah. You and I talked. Not necessary. You and I talked about I think a full hour about those comments. Now, Seth Rollins, who's your WWE Universal Champion, has been vocal. We heard him before make uh, mention about John Moxley talking about on Talk Is Jericho about the creative and how he doesn't have as much as a problem and certain town has leeway and such. So he's been, he hasn't bit his tongue. He's been very vocal and he's very vocal again when it comes to Kenny Omega. Where do you think would be the most, how can I put it? Or what would be the most significant match for you to finally define who is the best between you and him at WrestleMania in the main event? Well, it sounds like you set the match up yourself right now. <laughs> so look, uh, when, when Kenny's done playing in the minor leagues over there, he can, Kenny can come and, and work at the absolute top professional wrestling company in the world in front of the most people and make the most money and have the biggest matches, which is with me at WrestleMania. Thank you. That's your boy, Mark. Can you cue up the Ron Simmons, please? Damn! Oh my God! Why have I not heard that drop? Have I been under a rock lately? I've been working my ass off, is what it is. It's recent too. Man, I don't like that. I don't like that. I didn't like it when Kenny did it. I didn't like it when Hunter did it, and I didn't like it when Seth did it. I think it's just unnecessary. Like the WWE speaks for itself. Don't need the people around it to talk about it. It speaks for itself. AEW speaks for itself with the product that they put on the screen and on radio. That's right. You don't need the people around it going, oh, we're the best. 
and that's the minor leagues or that's a pissant company or they're uh, dark match wrestlers. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't. I think it's, it's, it's disrespectful to the business of wrestling. Like, the companies can fend for themselves. I've said it before. Like, quit trying to be the spark in the powder keg. That that's all that is. It's clickbait. It's not it's it's, it's not what, what I want to hear as a fan. And people that go, oh like those are the same people that are like fight, fight, yeah. fight, fight. Dumbasses. Like b- break it up. Like act like you're a civilized human being for one. Minor leagues, obviously, they're not. AEW is not a minor league. AEW is on TNT. TNT would not have a show in prime time that was minor league. Chris Jericho wouldn't be wrestling for an organization that was minor league. John Moxley wouldn't be wrestling for an organization that was minor league. Kenny Omega would obviously not be wrestling for an organization that was minor league. Cody Rhodes would not be AEW if it was minor league. Also, we had Tony Schiavone in studio yesterday. Tony Schiavone would not come back to pro wrestling for a minor league organization. Also, you'd have to throw out the name of a Hall of Famer, a WWE Hall of Famer, and that would be our good friend Jim Ross, good old JR. He would not go back to work for a minor league organization. No, he would not. And this is what upsets me about a lot of fans. Every time I hear Jim Ross, and I'm not just saying that because he's a friend, and I do call Jim Ross a friend, I I think as fans we are lucky every time we hear Jim Ross calling a match. I, I tweeted it the other day. I mentioned it on the show yesterday. You know, when we heard, when we saw Darby Allen against Chris Jericho, I love the fact that we saw Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone calling a world championship match. And... Some people have doubted the passion of Jim Ross now that he's been working for AEW. I don't know how they can do that, but they have. The guy's gone through a lot. And the guy still shows how professional he is and how good he is. Now, Jim Ross obviously heard those comments from Seth Rollins and had this to say on Grilling JR with Conrad Thompson. It doesn't do any favors for our business. And the, the total of all the pro wrestling business is bigger than any individual. Now, I'm not inferring that Seth thinks he's bigger than the business. But by what he says sometimes, you can make that assessment, rightly or wrongly. But it's just not a classy thing to say. Since this came out, I talked to two Hall of Fame guys off the record that were embarrassed about those remarks as well. And one of these uh, cats even said to me, well, maybe Rollins is uh, breaking under the pressure because he's getting a lot of criticism. I don't know how many houses Seth has drawn that sold out because, as another Hall of Famer mentioned to me, it's not about the individuals being over or drawing the house or selling the, selling out. It's about the WWE brand selling out. But Rollins, is a, he's, got a, he's in a great spot. He's blessed. Uh, you know, maybe someday he'll be as over as his girlfriend. I don't know. Oh. But nonetheless, I've always liked his work. He's a solid guy, but saying things like that make him look bad, and for that, I feel bad. 
That is exactly what I just said. Yep. Almost almost to the word. Uh, almost. And and I, I'm I don't think that Jim had to, you know, throw a shot in there with the uh you know, maybe he'll be as popular as his girlfriend. Well, he I mean, he didn't have to do that, but it's it's, it's factual. I mean, well, and, and that's Dave, not. You know wait that a second, that's a stab. It is a bit of a stab, but and this is not a knock on Seth Rollins. I think we'd all admit that Becky Lynch is probably the most popular wrestler in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think that's wrong in saying that maybe one day he'll be able to reach that height. He's not there because you can't get any higher than number one. To me, Becky Lynch is the most popular wrestler in the WWE. I know that was a, a, a bit of a knock, but it is a fact. I mean, Becky's number one. What, so. what is it doing? Did it, did it did it make anybody better or worse with the stab? No. It didn't help anything. I, I say stay away from that stuff because it's not helping anybody. And for anything, it's making people think that our business – is still in barns and uh, high school gyms. It's petty is what it is to make those comments out of anger because I'm going to say something to hurt your feelings because you hurt mine. Like, somebody's got to be the bigger person. And, I I mean, even last night, a guy, I, I got to the hotel, the football game was on, I went and sat down. I had a bag with with pie in it. And the guy, I guess he thought I was going to sit down in the bar and eat some food that I brought out of the hotel, which I have a lot more couth than that. I'm, I'm, I'm more seasoned and experienced in what happens in a hotel restaurant. You don't bring outside food in. I ordered a sparkling water. And the guy tried to direct me to go to a store outside the hotel and I said so you're you're trying to get me to leave when I pulled out my hotel key and I'm staying here and I'm a silver medallion like you need to know who who you're talking to so I called the manager over and I complained and they wanted to give me stuff for free I said I don't want nothing free I want him to look me in my face and say I'm sorry for treating you like a vagrant person. I got my apology. But it doesn't feel good, and it's not good for the business of the hotel I stayed in to have a member of the branch treat somebody like garbage or attempt to treat somebody like garbage. You want to play the game, I could play the game. I just defer making a scene and addressing you. I'm going to talk to your boss. I think that that's what we should allow to happen. I think that we should refrain from looking bad and making a scene and just let our business thrive because people on the outside of our business are going to look at us as, see, I told you that they had no class. And 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 Jim Ross is right. The the the, the little bit of a, the joke aside. Nobody's bigger than the business. Nobody no man is. is bigger than the business. And you have to like you're saying you have to act with class. 
And and Jr. When J when when Seth Rollins, who's the face of the franchise and the champion, and kind of the spokesperson, this was at a, a Comic Con. So there's hundreds and hundreds of people in attendance. Plus, you know, people are going to talk about it. Jr. Because he is passionate about what he's doing, is passionate about AEW, and is passionate about pro wrestling. Takes that stuff that Seth Seth said as a personal, as he should, and he should. Come on now. You're the champion. You're above that. And listen, exactly. Kenny Omega too. This is not, I'm, this is not giving a pass to Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega talked about the NXT roster that they would be the dark match in AEW. Come on. This is all petty stuff. Because, Mark, you and I are trying to teach the fans to love everything and be positive and enjoy both shows. Now you're getting the wrestlers, and not even just the wrestlers, the executives like Triple H getting involved in the name calling. I mean, Triple H at the Hall of Fame is calling AEW a pissant company at the Hall of Fame? Come on now. So how can you and I come on the air and tell the fans not to be this way when the wrestlers and executives are this way? It's very difficult to, to do that. And I just want people to think about what they say before they say it. And just because you're in a venue that's not WWE or not NXT or not AEW, the people are going to report it. They're going to play the audio. They're recording. They're videotaping all the time. There's nothing that's unseen now. <laughs> like it, yep. If you think that you're, you're going to say something and it's not going to get back to everybody, you are living in a fictional world. And again, thanks for that audio from Grill and JR, uh, JR's weekly podcast that drops on every single Thursday. And he does that with Conrad Thompson. I think he does a great job. And man, I just, I just, especially if you're at top, if you feel you're number one, you don't need to make that comment. You don't. Because you're punching down if you think you're number, thinking at number one. But I guess maybe he is feeling the heat a little bit. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.